This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hi, I'm Adam Berkmans, and today we're making pheasant gado gado. This recipe was created by me. Gado gado is an Indonesian salad of mixed cooked and uncooked meat and vegetables served with a peanut sauce dressing. Gado gado actually means mix mix, a fitting name for a salad with as many ways of making and mixing as there are families in Indonesia. Although this salad is m- most often made with tempeh, tofu, long beans, chayote, bitter gourd, shrimp crackers, and other hard to find ingredients, I made mine with what I had available on hand. I also replaced the soy products with pheasant, braised in a rich sauce, which adds so much more amazing flavor to this dish than if I'd used chicken. Use whatever you have on hand to make yours. Feel free to replace the ingredients I listed with more traditional ones, or with things like green beans, potatoes, rice noodles, cabbage, spinach, corn, etc. When it comes to the sauce though, I won't be allowing so many substitutions. Make your way over to an Asian grocer or find one online to supply yourself with the red curry paste, chili paste, and kachap manis. If the kachap manis, an Indonesian sweet soy sauce, proves to be too hard to find, substitute 2 to 1 good soy sauce to brown sugar. This is a super tasty and unique way to enjoy pheasant and a nice change from the usual roasting treatment that pheasant usually gets. The common pheasant, or ringneck pheasant as it is known in North America, may just be the king of all game birds. It's even the state bird of South Dakota. But did you know that they're not native to North America? Pheasants are actually native to Southeastern Europe and Asia with an historic range from the Caucasus in modern day Georgia, down through China, up into Siberia, and all the way into Korea. In ancient times, they were brought over, or moved over naturally, to northern Greece, Turkey, and the Balkans, where exists the very last truly wild population of the bird. Western Europeans first encountered it while trading in modern-day Georgia. This can be seen in the Latin name for the bird, which is Phesianus colchicus. 
The Roman name for Georgia at the time was Colchis. The Romans were thought to have helped spread the bird around Europe, introducing it wherever they conquered. It was probably the Romans who first introduced pheasants into modern-day Great Britain during the occupation of the region about 2,000 years ago. By 1059, the bird had basically become naturalized in Britain, but its population eventually dwindled down to very few birds by the 1700s. Gamekeepers began importing and introducing birds again in the 1800s to build up populations after a renewed interest in hunting them. The first birds to appear with the Romans were a Caucasian varietal known as the Old English, but these newer birds being brought in were Chinese varietals and had the classic white band around the neck. Nowadays, over 30 million pheasants are released each year on hunting estates across Great Britain. Those that don't get harvested tend to die off within the year, fending for themselves in the wild. Pheasants were introduced into North America in the late 1700s, but didn't really develop a footing until the 1800s. Although both the Caucasian and the Chinese varietals were introduced, only the Chinese ringneck pheasants were strong enough to survive the harsh climate here. There were multiple efforts at introduction in the states and at different times. The pheasants introduced from British game farms seemed to do the best and were the original breeding stock for most modern-day birds. Stories abound of individuals bringing birds with them for great lengths and releasing them as a game bird when they got to where they were going. One of these individuals was Owen Denny, the U.S. Consul General in Shanghai in the 1880s. He fell in love with the bird while working in China and noticed that the pheasant's habitat in the region around Shanghai looked an awful lot like his Oregon home. He ended up shipping a number of the birds all the way back from China and successfully introduced them into Oregon. Another notable story was in the early 1900s when a pen in Iowa owned by William Benton was severely damaged in a storm which led to the escape of 2,000 pheasants into the wild. Many of the birds harvested in that region today can still be traced back to those original escape artists. The ringneck pheasant has now been introduced into 40 states and several provinces. In some places, most of the birds harvested are feral, while in others, most birds are released from game farms every year. South Dakota, with its perfect pheasant habitat of grasslands and small thickets of trees, logs over 1 million pheasants harvested every year. Pheasants weren't only brought to mainland USA. They've also been introduced into Hawaii, South Africa, Southern South America, Australia, and New Zealand. They're thought to be one of the most hunted game birds in the whole world and are prized for the thrill of shooting them, their incredible plumage, and their tasty meat. There are many farms raising pheasants for meat as well, so if you're not a hunter, you can still bring a pheasant home. It may just cost you a bit. Introducing pheasants hasn't been a total success story, as they are still a non-native and do pose some threats to native species. Although competition for resources and spread of diseases has been problematic with the birds, perhaps the biggest issue is nest parasitism. Nest parasitism is when a bird relies on birds of other species to raise its young. You've probably seen this behavior in nature shows about the cuckoo bird. Because pheasants nest in close proximity to other birds like partridges, prairie chickens, and grouse, they'll often deposit their eggs in those birds' nests, abandoning them to be raised by the other species. Their eggs have a shorter incubation time, so the pheasant chicks tend to hatch first, forcing the birds to feed the pheasant chick and stay with the nest, eventually kicking out its own eggs or letting its own chicks starve. Pheasants are also known to harass, attack, and kill other birds like prairie chickens. When this behavior is observed, the pheasants nearly always win in the battles. 
efforts to increase pheasant habitat in viable places, and reduce it in places where they're competing with natural fowl, are helping to control these problems, as is regulated hunting pressure. Organizations like Pheasants Forever are constantly working hard to conserve pheasants and other game birds and to maintain the balance between hunters, native birds, and for the pheasants themselves. Pheasants like to live in long grass next to small thickets of trees. They tend to do a lot more running than flying in this habitat and so will often have tougher legs than farm birds. Due to this, a lot of hunters simply breast the birds, leaving the legs behind. This is a big mistake, as those legs are full of flavor. Long braises are your best friend when dealing with the legs. The breasts, on the other hand, can be quite lean and can dry out quickly. By plucking the birds instead of breasting, you can leave on the valuable skin, which will help keep the birds moist while roasting. I often find that cooking the breasts and legs separately helps to get the best of both worlds, rather than over-roasting the bird resulting in tough legs and dry breasts. You could also try something completely different, like braising the bird from my pheasant gada gada salad. This recipe serves four people and takes about 90 minutes to prepare. Ingredients For the pheasant One whole pheasant or four pheasant breasts Two tablespoons of lard or oil Kosher salt and black pepper One teaspoon grated ginger Two cloves of garlic, minced. One chili, deseeded and minced. Two cups of pheasant or chicken broth. Two tablespoons of ketchup manis, or two tablespoons of soy with two teaspoons of brown sugar. Two tablespoons of lime juice. For the dressing, half a cup of natural peanut butter. One can of coconut milk. One tablespoon of lime juice. 1 tablespoon of ketchup manis, 1 tablespoon of Thai red curry paste, 1 teaspoon of sambal olek or any chili paste. For the salad, 4 eggs at room temperature, 2 big handfuls of bean sprouts, half a package of chow mein noodles, 6 asparagus spears, one English cucumber sliced, half a red pepper cut into strips, half a yellow pepper cut into strips, half an orange pepper cut into strips, half a green pepper cut into strips, one chili pepper sliced, cilantro to garnish. Preparation Either debone the pheasant and chop the meat into bite-sized pieces, or use a cleaver to chop the whole pheasant into bite-sized pieces bone-in. This is commonly how poultry is served in Asia. Heat the oil in a wok or skillet over high heat. Add the chopped pheasant, season with salt and pepper, and cook until well browned. Pour off the majority of the oil. Add the ginger, garlic, and chili and cook for one more minute. Add the broth, ketchup manis, and lime juice, and reduce heat to low. Braise the pheasant for 15 to 45 minutes. Young birds or farm-raised birds won't need long to braise, but an old rooster will take a while to soften up. You may need to add more broth even. Use your discretion. Cook off the liquid until it becomes a sticky glaze in the pheasant. Set aside. 
Meanwhile, bring a medium pot of water to the boil. Gently add the four eggs and boil for exactly eight minutes. Immediately transfer the eggs to a bowl of cold water. Set aside for the time being and keep the water on the boil. Add the bean sprouts to the boiling water and cook for three minutes. Transfer to the cold water. Add the noodles to the boiling water and cook as per package instructions. Rinse with cold water. Lastly, add the asparagus to the boiling water. Boil for three minutes, then transfer to cold water. Mix all of the dressing ingredients, except for the coconut milk, together in a bowl. Spoon out the coconut cream from the, from the can and stir it into the dressing. Slowly pour in the separated coconut water, stirring until the dressing is a pourable consistency. Discard any leftover coconut water. Peel the eggs and cut them into quarters. Cut all the vegetables. Cut the asparagus spears into four pieces, each on a bias. Get a big plate or a big salad bowl and start arranging the above items artfully in clumps. The pheasant, the cucumbers, the eggs, the peppers, the asparagus, the bean sprouts, the noodles. Pour over a quarter of the dressing, then include the dressing bowl as part of the presentation. Garnish with sliced chilies and cilantro leaves. Serve in the middle of the table with serving spoons. Everyone takes what they want from the main bowl, creating custom personal salad bowls and dressing them with extra dressing. Enjoy! For more great wild fishing game recipes, be sure to subscribe and follow Antler and Finn.